You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show, or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. What bugs you most about comedy today? Is there a trend in the business that's irksome to you? Is yes. there okay. idiots <laughs> confusing the target of the joke with the subject of a joke? Mm. It's mm-hmm. happened, getting worse and worse. The last five years, I've, it's social media, it's everyone. Well, and this bullying. past week, Trevor Noah kind of experienced the downside of tweeting jokes. Yeah, but, and I, not but I don't even joke. mean you, you haven't got a get out of jail free card with it was just a joke. I don't believe that, you know, and I'm all for political correctness, right? But it's not about that, it's about stupid people misunderstanding the joke and then getting angry about it. Live from Blue Dog. We were live. We were live. In the past. In the past. We're at the Blue Dog Motel with, uh, with what's going to be a little comedy show called uh, There's Something Funny Going On, hosted by uh, the uncanny, I keep using that word, uh, <laughs> the inimitable. Today's word of the day Today's word. is uncanny. Uncanny. Cannot be canned. Um, <laughs> despite efforts to can said person, hmm. they can't do it. Um, yeah, so the amazing Rashta, who um, uh, definitely, if, if, if you know the Montreal scene, if you know the bars, she apparently manages about 27 of them. Does she really? Yeah, she's everywhere. Rashta is like this uh, secret weapon that nobody mm. knows about. And uh, amongst one of the many things that she does uh, in Montreal is run this comedy show at the Blue Dog Motel. Um, for those of you listening, the Blue Dog Motel is the kind of bar... You'd want to be shot in. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> in the old days. Oh, yeah, I guess so. He's got the cool kind of... Uh, <clears throat> he's An- got the... Animal heads? Yeah, animal heads. Uh, stuffed geese with uh, running shoes hanging mm. from the top of the bar. Let's have a bit of like a saloon feel to it. That, that's kind of, I think, where I was getting my feels. Yeah. Mm. yeah there's some... There's a bit of a, a 50s, spe- maybe even the 40s gangster feel to it. A, mm. gr- a greaser... Grease, this is a place where a greaser band could play. It's punk. It's also doubles as a as a as a salon, I think. Does it really? I think so. Saloon I, or salon? Salon. Yeah. I don't think uh hey Rashta. Um yeah. I think uh I think people get their hair cut here. I don't think that you think that's just decoration? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. There's a full on barber chairs and stuff in the front there. Maybe Rashta can clear up that mystery. Perhaps. But, uh, yeah, so we're kind of, uh, I mean, this was your idea. Yeah, well, you know, we've been testing out the, the mobile gear. So why not take it one step further? Yeah, I mean, uh, Richard's done an outstanding job uh, as head of the uh, technology and development R&D department. <laughs> uh, and he's developed this uh, s- sort of stealth case that contains essentially your entire studio. That's right. I am the department. You are, you are, you so are the by default, I'm the head of the department. Correct. Yeah. Um, also executive producer and uh, associate director. Sure. And various other titles that you can, <laughs> that mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that essentially uh, s- uh, suggests that you're in charge. But yeah, no, you, uh, really great job, man, on the, on the, on the setup. Thanks, man. It's I'm pretty happy cool. with it. I, I could keep seeing people looking at us wondering what's in the case. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It does look kind of like a gun case. Yeah. It looks almost, yeah, it looks a bit like the Pulp Fiction case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should, we should um, jury rig like a light in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then always open it turning away from people mm-hmm. and then have this really euphoric look on our face when we look into <laughs> it and just close it down again and just walk away with darting eyes left and right. <laughs> um, but certainly no one would guess that there's a, there's a production studio. There's a full studio. A fire <laughs> in a hole. for four people inside this one little case. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we shit on technology a lot, but it's it's a little bit of all right. It's a little bit all right. That we could, uh, I mean, we could have made do with far less, but sure. 
it wasn't a huge effort, I think, to, to put this together. Says you. <laughs> Says me. <laughs> um, no, it's ridiculously easy. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, if you're a drummer in a band, mm. you've got, you're on shit detail. Yeah. Right? Even as a guitarist, you're dragging shit around. But as a drummer, mm. no matter how much they advance that technology, you're still dragging around 700 cases with stands and symbols and things that need to be set up and screwed together and mm. adjusted and shit. And hey, there's, there goes Wasim. Uh, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to get his uh, attention when he comes back. Yeah. So with a little bit of luck, uh, we'll be able to actually pull in some of the talent to uh, shoot the shit with us. Yeah, that could be fun if they're willing. We'll see how this goes. They may want to stay in the zone before the podcast. They may want to do it after. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? We'll, we'll play it by ear. Yeah. I think the most important thing is that we just try out new shit. Absolutely. So this is new shit. This is new shit. We're, we're, Hopefully we, it's an episode. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> we've, uh, we've managed to make episodes out of less. <laughs> That's true. And uh, roof casting has been good. I got some good feedback on the, uh, the last episode. Oh, yeah? With, With uh, uh, Cliff? Mr. Yeah, Mr. Caporal. Yeah, nice. A lot of people thought it was uh, a lot of fun. Cool. And I like Cliff. Yeah. He's good peeps. He's good peeps. And uh, I just I didn't go to Comic-Con this year, but I, I passed by it, and I saw what a... It looks like it was a beast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it was hot, too, this weekend. So mm. I think uh, some of the cosplayers probably... Uh, had a hell of a time. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, with, like, the interconnecting wings and shit in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Except if your costume is big enough that you can actually put air conditioning inside. There's got to be some people who've worked that out. They have to. Because it's just not... There's no choice. Although, it seems to me, from my experience and what I've seen, is some people will just somehow inhumanely put up with it. Hmm. They'll have these, like, full set of interconnecting armor plates and mechanical wings and shit that you can't even go through a doorway. Yeah. <laughs> can't even go to the washroom. And they can't go take a whiz, nothing. Uh, and they essentially just, they stand in the lobby the entire day. Hmm. They can't even, like, go for a walk through the the market or whatever. They might be able to, like, hustle it to the uh, competition, you know. Yeah. But they just stand there all day and yeah, maybe come back shit. for two days or three days. And yeah, that's insane. You look yeah, like you were going to say something. It's, it's, that just takes some crazy dedication. I think so. I admire that. Yeah, I mean, I, I always wonder what, what goes on through those people's heads. I mean, I think it's great. Mm. But, uh, you know, there's, it's one thing to put on a pair of cat ears and, <laughs> <laughs> and a tail yeah. and show your boobies and, uh, you know, do that. And then these guys who are like, yeah, uh, it's a seven-month project, right. $800. And I look somewhat like Master Chief from Halo now. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not my thing, but uh, I, I admire anything that takes dedication and you know, where people are actually doing shit. Would you like to join us, Wasim? Come on in, man. So, uh, without further ado, Mr. Wasim. That's my name. El Munzer. Do you do, do the whole thing when you... Uh, when you, uh, when you tend to throw people. Yeah. Wasim is a, is a lot for people to handle sometimes. Yeah. Even though, I understand it's not a common name, but it is two syllables. Mm. So, sometimes... You know, it's like a 20-minute process to get through a seam. I know what you so mean. So I feel like I'm not going to just toss El Munzer there just willy-nilly. You know? <laughs> You're like, that's for next time. Yeah. We'll, we'll Let's steps. get through Wasim this Baby time. Baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps through the... Yeah. So you're a comic. That's right. Uh, I've seen you around. Sometimes, yeah. I've seen you do good. Right um, back at you. Thank you. Thank Janos. you. Um, you, uh, you were part of the Young Guns, I think, a while back? Yeah, this uh, January. Yeah, okay. Uh, series of shows uh, at the Comedy Nest. So how long you been doing? How long you been doing this? Uh, it's been like four years or so. Okay. But I started in South Korea. Okay. Which, yeah, I say Korea. I say South Korea, not Korea, because I usually inevitably will get the question of Is that North Korea. Which would be a really cool story if I started comedy in North Korea. Can you? I I feel like there's a bit right there, just comedy in North Korea. What yeah. that would be like. That was one of my first bits. It wasn't very good at scrap <laughs> it, but I, I think there's something potentially there. You know? Everything is fine. <laughs> Just um, like, yeah. This is a wonderful place. Yeah, the supreme leader is great. Great haircut. Um, yeah. We're doing great, and every, everybody is happy. Yeah. Thank you. Your torture instruments are very clean. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, the following people <laughs> are not following the rules and are in trouble now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your tight five right there. <laughs> it just as you finish, like, these secret police, like, bum rushes the place and takes yeah. away ten people. Yeah. And uh, there's your applause and your cheers. 
So yeah. South that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, if that was. Well, it would be also <laughs> horrific. Um, ESL. Yeah, ESL teacher South Korea. What yeah. is it with the the te- I've done ESL for like eight years. Yeah, um, have you? Are you still doing it? Uh, I still have a group. I'm doing something else now, but I still have a group I teach because they're I I, I took a liking to them and you know cool. I've, d- I've developed them, but. So you you just like did you do some ESL here and then you went out there? No, I just uh, had no idea what I was gonna do. Okay. And I know English and I have the Canadian passport, white privilege, <laughs> Canadian <laughs> privilege, beige, whatever. Definitely not white. Yes. Uh, no, but you know it's it's a it's enough privilege that I can go it's over there. Yeah. Uh, I realized how important that Canadian passport is then. It really is. is. Yeah. yeah. What 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 specifically made you realize it? Uh, with this Canadian passport, I can go to like. Almost half the countries in the world, and just be like, "Hey, you guys want to learn some English?" And they're like, "Yeah, here's and some money." There's just like trust. Yeah, it's uh, it opens a lot of doors to <laughs> impoverished nations. Impoverished nations. Yeah, colonize them with my language ability. <laughs> I must be that uh, British seal on the passport. It's still there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think, think they yeah. see that. They're like Canadian, uh, British. Canadian. Okay, yeah, it's sure. close enough. Close enough. I'm pretty sure the Queen stamps them all personally. I think yeah, I that's think that's what she does. Legal. Uh, she does nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to do something. She's got to do something apart from awkwardly yeah. visit people. Um, yeah. I don't think she does anything else. Um, yeah. So you just took a plane and you went there. Pretty m- well. I got a job first, uh-huh. uh, and then I and then I took a plane and got there. Uh, I was originally planning to stay for a year, but I, I heavily enjoyed it. It's an awesome place to live, South Korea. Is it? Yeah, it's... Oh, it's, oh God. It's, I can go on forever. Like the food, the weather? Food, the weather. The ladies? The ladies, the men, yeah? if you're into that. Just the people are beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, the ladies. <laughs> for yeah? myself, for my own taste, it's gorgeous. Uh, people, are, it's just easy to get by there. The night... I'm not much of a partier myself, but okay. like the nightlife over there is like fantastic. Is like it never sleeps or... Never sleeps. Hey, 4 a.m., you're hammered. You want to hit some golf balls? Like next block, you want to hit some oh, baseballs. There's not just hitting <laughs> balls. Arcade. Uh, you want to karaoke. Balls. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. So you just, you just you can just do stuff all the time. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and the food is cheap. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, no tax, no tip. Any like, you want a piping hot meals, fresh at six a.m. No problem. Oh, man, that sounds. You live like in the suburbs. Better. No problem. That's great. Yeah. So what happens when you tip? Do they like? Does everything I never stop? tried. <laughs> no? <laughs> Maybe I'm a terrible person. It's just not done? Yeah, it's just not part of the culture. It's a, I've been told it's rude, but uh, I never I never tested that out. I don't know. I was just like, oh, you don't tip. It's actually mm-hmm. considered yeah, rude. That's what I was, that's what I was told. There's a ton of places that are like that. You don't yeah. tip. What about like, you went to Portugal recently. What was it? They don't tip? No tippy? No. We gave somebody a tip and... He wanted to like name his first child after <laughs> us or something. He was just like he brought out the whole family. <laughs> he had like an acceptance speech, like ready. <laughs> like he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't prepared. He got like a little little you know, misty. That's <laughs> such an, I, I always constantly wonder about that tipping culture thing. It's really fucked how different it is from one place to another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How other places, if like it's not that exact amount, like the chef comes out in tears, like what did oh, I do? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah, <laughs> you give him fourteen percent here, and it's over. There's yeah. They're chasing you to your car oh, yeah. or bicycle or well, bus the whole stuff. <laughs> and the, the dingiest place will give you attitude, like the shittiest yeah. back, like shitty, shitty, yeah. shitty cafe. Yeah, exactly. With some like half-blind guy serving yeah. you, uh, and I'm like, sorry, but that was thirteen percent. And you're like, yeah. what? You don't like the service? <laughs> you don't you're like? like <laughs> there was a spider in my poutine. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be there. <laughs> I actually, I actually asked our host in uh, in Portugal. I was like, "Oh, you don't tip here? Is that because like people in the service industry make a living wage?" He's like, "No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's <laughs> not it at all." There's the thought. <laughs> just a poor human. I was about to say, like, "Oh, that's cool." You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's so forward thinking. You don't need mm. to rely on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> Europe is more advanced. No, it's not. No, it's they just not. wallow in misery. Yeah, br- br- uh, England. Yeah. England is like that too. Um, and I, I, I figured figure it out. Like, that's a thing I do now. I stop. Every country I go to, I'm like, uh, what's the tipping thing here? What's that, love? And they're like, <laughs> what's the tipping thing? Ah, oh, no, man. No tipping. And you're like, okay. I, I don't do accents. Uh, <laughs> as you can hear. Um, that was bad. But you got the love in there. Yeah, good. the love kind of, th- yeah, it was like a there. disguise move. Yeah. So, okay. But the so person that you asked whether or not they wanted to have a tip, they're like, no, you, you, don't, don't, give, you don't give me a tip? Yeah, no, they were like, just don't tip mm. anywhere. I think like if I was working there, someone asked me, "Do you want tip or no tip?" I'd be like, "Tip." 
Well, they were a subway yes. subway worker. I don't like, oh, okay. mind the gap person. Oh, okay. There was no there was no avenue there. Okay. It can't be like oh, I have like a one a pass and a, hmm. here's a little something for it. Like, <laughs> there's just places you tipping would just be super odd. Hmm. You know, it just not only would it not be accepted, but it would it would the person be like, okay, what's going on here, and like press the panic button or something, hmm. <laughs> like terrorist. I don't know. So how does that lead to comedy? Um. Living there for a year or so, somebody, okay. a friend of mine, just threw up uh, a post on the old Facebook saying he's going to have a uh, an open mic for comedy, and I I'd thought of it, you know, I thought of it. I was also scared. It was like one of those bucket list things, and uh, I jumped on it, uh, frantically prepared a set for a few nights, uh, panicked hard, sweat <laughs> sweat through places I didn't know you could sweat, uh, and it went well enough. In my mind, it went amazingly. Like uh-huh. I thought I killed at the time. But I still have a video. It's very mediocre. This is in Korea or back here? This is in Korea. My first set was in Korea. Stand up in Korea. What's early that like? 2013. So like, like with Koreans or with like expats? With expats. Okay. There's always, you know, Korea. So there's Koreans in the bar, gonna presumably. Be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of bars where it's like the majority expats. Uh, okay. They're usually owned by an expat and like have like foreign beers and stuff. Uh, so yeah, did an open mic. Went well enough, I thought at the time. I liked it. And then I kept going. There's a pretty small scene there in Korea, but it's, it's pretty vibrant. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, bunch of shows at all the little expat bars around Seoul and in other big cities like Busan. And uh, I really fell in love with it over there. I kept doing it for like two or so years over there. But it's few and far between. And then I came back to Montreal about two years ago, and I've been doing it relatively more craft. often yeah what well, is the is the attitude anything like different in, in in korea in terms of like what you can say or can't say or what or what do people react to the most is it political stuff or you could, it's honestly i feel like there's more censorship in montreal than in more, South yeah hmm. the expat community tends to be like just like freer people who just don't give a fuck they, they got, left they, their country they got like, out ah, it's border the people who don't really care about strict guidelines and borders in general of course okay. so mm-hmm. I found the general population oh man I, in the beginning it'll say some weird I said some awful things <laughs> my first six <laughs> such as oh god I don't even want to repeat them okay. just they weren't even funny they were terrible I don't know and they were loving it they weren't loving it but nobody nobody <laughs> was like no okay yeah nobody what about was chasing me with a pitchfork <laughs> politically is there anything that's out of you know no not at all off the table no no, no not in the slightest bit Honestly, you could get away with anything there. You can be like, that fucking nut... How about that nutcase up north? How about that guy? Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, okay. Kim Jong-un, terrible, very bad guy. And you'll be like, they'll, they'll love you right away. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what, what it is. Maybe, I mean, maybe they were always this laid back, but maybe just living next to, like, an apocalyptic psychopath regime has made them super, like, eh, whatever, you know, it can end any time. So you just, just, just have fun. Just leave the bars open. It's just, it's just You got a part, yeah. It could be raining down poorly crafted missiles anytime. Any day we could get <laughs> yeah. some, some styrofoam missiles on our heads. Yeah. Uh, which I, I still don't know if that's a thing. Like, I, with all the news, like, you, you, it's not, not clear to me if he's actually sitting on any actual real weaponry or not. It's confusing. It seems like they land in the water, but then he just launched something. Like, I don't know. They barely have food, right? Like, yeah. there's, like, in the late 90s, a million people starved to death. A million. A million North Koreans. St- I'm sorry, Jesus. I didn't mean to laugh, but I'm just. <laughs> no. I no, can't imagine la- you have. You're laughing because it's it's, it's cartoonish. It's, it's ho- yeah, it's horrific. Yeah. I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with North Korea. Like I'll st- I went through phases of just watching every documentary, every footage of people going inside there. It's fascinating to me. Um, yeah, but it's a horrific place, and I can't imagine they have anything advanced enough to be as scary as they say they are. Mm. Unless mm-hmm. I don't know, who knows? But I mean, I just think, what if, what if someone had gotten King Jong Un like a little one of those little rocket ship sets when he was a kid you know you know those little ones you can buy at the store with the you can shoot little rockets out mm. or did they get him one and that's the problem like there's nothing else that's all he played with in his whole life and now he's just obsessed with shooting rockets like it's such a well his dad did that too a little bit yeah yeah apparently uh, isn't officially his grandfather still the oh, leader yes. kim il-sung is the immortal uh, endless <laughs> life leader of north korea so he's, he's just like a steward of gondor type of He's a. I, I don't get that reference, but he's probably that. Okay. He's just like there's <laughs> no king. Are you really Lord of the Rings? That was too. That was too deep. I'm I, sorry. No, I mean I. W- I. I'm getting around to it. I'm okay. But around to anyway, it basically, day. they're run by a ghost. They're run by a ghost. Is they have he a ghost leader? Do they believe ghost he's still alive? 
It's. I mean, or he's material. He's become matter. He he's just he's floating around he's there. I don't know. He he's always die, but he's not around because you know he's magic. But his influence, <laughs> yeah. and his commandments. Are he's still. he's watching you. That's for sure. Wow. He's watching your every move. And that's uh, a ghost. Yeah. Sorry, Force Ghost. Force Ghost. Yeah, yeah, and he looks. It looks like uh, Christian Hayden's. <laughs> Only in the, in the special in the special edition. Mm. Tell me you got that reference, please, Marcin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not very good at references. I've seen like three <laughs> TV shows. No, no, I've seen a lot of TV shows, movies. Okay. Forget about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. you you come back here. You start doing comedy. Yeah. And. Did it? And do you like? St- still I can't hate myself. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> where was this going? I'm no, we sorry. know that. We know that part. We know enough about comedy to say. But um, did you like? Are you the kind who like? No, no, no. I can't watch any specials. I'm working on my material. Or no, no. It's totally fine. I'll watch any com- comedy I can find because it doesn't interfere or it I helps th- me. I think you got to be a student of comedy. Personally, that's what I'm trying to be. I'd like to watch more. I like to think I watch enough. But I'm always trying to get my hands on like you know what whatever's out there I don't it's not that hard to get your hands on it's online mm. but yeah yeah uh, no I definitely like to I like to go watch a lot of live stuff especially and just like you know study what's going on and I feel like it motivates me to to write and get better when I see someone just kill it and they have like just their ideas are just so concise and there's a flow through the whole set that motivates me and makes me, me want to too. Do it. I have to agree with you on that one yeah um, I've always, I always, I thought I'd be kind of crushed to see someone really good, and then be like, "Oh, I can do as well." But no, it doesn't have that effect at all. I'm, I'm happy to say, it can, it can. I mean, I saw Bill Burr two years ago, and I was like, "I should quit." Why? When, why? Like you why? saw him live, and he, I saw him live. He, he just destroyed everything. <laughs> and I was like, "There's no point of me doing this at all." <laughs> However, then a few weeks later, this is 2015 JFL. I saw Dave Chappelle, and I was like. Man, Bill Burr should quit. If any, <laughs> but that's not. With all due respect to him, like that, just even that level. Just I mean that okay. level. There's another level. So like, there's yeah. always a bigger fish type thing. So I may never get there. Right. Uh, but hey, I don't know. I could at least hopefully do this, make a little bit of money, so that I don't have to fucking you know. What's the teach kids. What's the furthest uh, <laughs> apart from uh, South, South Korea? What's the furthest you've gone out of of Montreal? As far as you can go, I think it's the other side of the world. I don't know. No, but uh, in terms of, have you done comedy like no. uh, in uh, Vancouver, or have you been out to Toronto? No, I, be, I spent a week in Toronto like a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and uh, besides that, no. So, yeah. Toronto, Montreal, and uh, South Korea are the only places I've uh, performed. Yeah. Okay, because I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that I, I constantly remind myself that um, one of the disfavors we do, or one of the things we do to ourselves when we're in, we're in a, a dark place looking at some master comedian as you forget that they're they're seasoned in a much different way than any one of us might be right i mean if you're an american comic the road is is just like it's a it's there's like 20 countries 50 countries really within that within that country you know totally and well very different countries yeah very different very behold like literally like and bill bird does a great job of doing that like although i I did feel like he fucked up on his last special um and he chose the wrong crowd for his material but um he did does that brilliant bit about the 22 buying a gun you know and he even knows Mm. how to adapt it to when he's doing it with like rednecks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he, but it still works when he does it with East Coasters and kind of uh, Democrats type of thing. Sure. But that's it's got a good spread. <laughs> Is that with that bit? Yeah, that's a great bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. No, it's it's a it's a fantastic bit, but I feel like it's almost not fair to compare ourselves. We don't have that kind of access like to that variety of shows, and yeah. for them, like. If we told him, yeah, I do comedy like twice a week, three times, and that's mm. here, would be considered someone who's really committed to the craft. Yeah, you're hustling three you're times hustling. a week in Montreal. Um, over there, it's like six times a night, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just running between bars. You have this whole strip worked out downtown where you're going from club to club to club to club. So if we're anywhere even near that, that level, I think that's kind of impressive to hear anyone that's even in that ballpark sure. without that seasoning. I don't know. Am I, does this, any of this make sense? No, I, I totally understand. I wouldn't consider myself in that in that category, but I've seen people in Canada, mainly Toronto, where you kind of can do that hustle, yeah. who are just... I've seen headliners from Toronto who are better than any headliner I've seen, period, coming really? out of the States, you know? Well, Canada There's does a lot of produce talent. a yeah. lot of funny fucking people. That's true. Yeah. yeah, what do you think it is? Like, is it just the um, cultural mixed mixtures or... I think multiculturalism helps. You get to, like, see a lot of... Be, you know, exposed to so many different outlooks and like perspectives on the world. 
uh, so, so fucking cold. I don't know what else you're gonna do. Like, yeah. you're gonna, like <laughs> you gotta cheer yourself. Some I don't know. Laughing probably burns calories, creates body heat or something. Sure, yeah. Dopamine. I'm just making shit up. Keeps I don't you know. alive <laughs> mentally. Yeah. Yeah, it's either that or you just waste away. Yeah, exactly. Which you know, kind of do anyway by yeah. nature. But <laughs> yeah, but it's a strange thing that we yeah. do this comedy thing. It's a strange thing. It um, very, it really is. I wonder. Sometimes I wonder why. And then you have a good show, and you're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> is there more comedy now, you think, than ever, or is there just more exposure? I think just because of the internet, it's just things are accelerating. Everything's in your face. There might be just as much. I don't know because I wasn't in it, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But it seems that like you know, you can just flip on your phone and your YouTube page has like 20 new. Everyone has a special Conan sets or whatever, or specials or like podcasts or. So it seems like it's everywhere. I'd l- I think it's more prevalent, but it, it may just be that we're seeing it more. We're seeing you know? it more just like, like pedophiles and school shootings. And sure. I didn't mean to say that comedy's in that neighborhood, but... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was going to wait it out to see where I'm you were going. I'm just saying, like... Just seeing pedophiles everywhere. I, I have you a way of... Yeah, yeah. I, I see, Sometimes, I see not yeah. always. Yeah. Usually. You have a pretty good success rate, though, I'd say. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Are you going to see anybody on the, for the JFL? Uh, definitely. Uh, so... Speaking of like really good headliners I've seen, and I've worked with Mike Rita out of Toronto, fantastic. One of the best headliners I've seen, period. He's 27. Uh, holy shit, what a talent. What a talent. What is it? What, what, without the mentioning, of course, the jokes, like what is it about him that... He's a fantastic storyteller. Um, his energy is infectious. Uh, he, he, you know, he's, in, he's on the ethnic show. However, he doesn't narrow himself down he has a lot of good like ethnic material he's a comes from portuguese but he doesn't uh, go for the easy easy shit no no it's it's very personable it's not just like oh ethnic parents do this white parents do that it's like (laughs) this is a story about my mom and my dad and it's personable and it's hilarious and um yeah he talks he he talks a lot about like cannabis cannabis legalization just very relatable stuff Hilarious, he's going to be in the ethnic show, uh, which was going to be hosted by Maz Gibrani. Then it seemed to be changed. Now it's Alonzo Bowden, uh, who's amazing. I saw him last year at JFL. Mm. Holy shit, what a, what a killer. So I'm going to check out the ethnic show. I'm going to see Tom Segura. Oh, yeah, good one. Um, good. I'd like to see Arj Barker. Mm-hmm. So, so many people I'd like to see, but so little money. I see how if I can steal anybody's pass. I don't know why I'm whispering on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there is listening, wants to give me their pass, or zoo fest, anything. You uh, need to take it. And it's research. Yeah, it's research. I saw Bill Burr recently. wasn't part of JFL. Heard so was, that was heard it was very good. Uh, it was amazing. I take everything back about it. Yeah, <laughs> I was just trying to, get, to give the uh, the uh, analogy of like levels of, of of comedy. Like even as good as Bill Burr is, like there's a level above that. Sorry, That's Bill. What I was trying to say. Sorry, Bill. Yeah, yeah, he'll, uh, he's, he's, he'll he's never good. care about me. He'll be it doesn't okay. matter. He'll be right. It's more for if there's fans out there like, what did you say? How dare My gun's got a good spread. I don't know. <laughs> just do you uh, do you consider the fact that you're you know, ethnic, quote unquote, yeah. um, something that needs to be addressed as a comic, or it definitely just, doesn't need to. Or um, is it just inescapable? It's it's inescapable. It depends on your experience. It's a very big part of my experience as a as a kid growing up in Montreal in such a multicultural city, mm. because we just played on stereo in high school. That's just how we kind of made fun of each other. We just played a lot on stereotypes. That's true. There was a kid from every country. Yeah. yeah. So we all got beaten up at home. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it so relatable things like that, you know, and like I don't know, it was, it, it's it was kind of ingrained into my psyche a little bit. I don't think you have to. If it's not, if you, I don't know, if that wasn't part of your experience and didn't taint your outlook of life, don't talk about it. Hmm. Um, so it, I I do have a lot of material about that, but because it's just like when I think about what's funny and what do I laugh about with my close friends, a lot of it is that. Um, however, in the beginning when I started, it was, I had so many just hack stock jokes about being Arabic. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? I went to the airport. Guess what happened? And I, like, I look back and I'm like, barf. <laughs> but like, I saw other Middle Eastern comics doing that. And I was like, oh, I can do that. And I could. And it, it actually went well. So my first sets went better than how I'm doing now. But it's garbage. It was hack garbage, you know? And I'm trying to erase that. And every, you know, I still probably have stuff in my act that's that in five years I'll be like that was hack garbage yeah you do I, I can confirm that thank no. you so <laughs> much Janos thank you uh, <laughs> but I guess I guess it comes down to this question of like if you are part of a shall we say segment of the population right you're yeah. black you're Chinese whatever yeah you're gonna have to address it do you have a duty to um, move it out of hackdom 
with like do you feel a, a sense of responsibility of, of not of, of kind of like yeah come on like we're not mm -hmm. we're not just about that we can just be comics it doesn't have to be about like I'm Arabic sure security check oh. that's a good point I guess it's an argue of definition I don't know if you have a responsibility but if you're gonna do this long enough you're gonna have to be able to see that if you're just doing like what I was like I'll just take myself an example I did it long enough to where like I look back and I'm like I've never gone to an airport and no, and someone's been like, let, let me take you to the basement. That's never happened. But yet I had like seven bits about that. <laughs> so like, after a while, it's not that I have a responsibility not to perpetuate that. It's just like, if you're going to be true to yourself and your experiences, then it's we're gonna, a lot more yeah. than simple stereotypes. You know, I think you can still talk about, even play with stereotypes, but make it personable to you and um, and relevant and, and and funny's funny, right? Like it'll it'll eventually uh, truth will come out. I think. Yeah, and I, I I yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do right. have to host the no, show do, right do now. Yeah, yeah, thanks no, thanks for stopping There's always by something funny going on. Blue Dog, come right now. I don't know if it's live. Yeah, <laughs> it's live. It's not live. It's not live. It's not live. <laughs> okay, go back in time and Good. come thank, to the show. Thank you for uh, joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Go do your thing, man. Me. Awesome. All, All right. right, take care, guys. Cheers, man. There's no worse feeling I've ever had than being on stage trying to do stand-up and having it tank. I mean, I've been in bad plays, yeah. but there's you can pass the ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can kind of hide. Because it's just you as well, yeah. it's you. You can't, say, you can't suddenly say, I didn't write that. No, well, that's not bad. what I really think. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. No, and, I, and I started pushing harder. And, the, and if, when you get into that sort of adversarial relationship with the audience, then they were just like, but it is, when you're stand-up, it is like you're coming out and saying, this is the funniest stuff I can do. This is, yeah. this is my best. Yeah. So, so yeah. someone not liking or not getting it. Silence is the worst. Well, what it? It, what, what, the collective sound of a hundred people groaning quietly to themselves that sounded like, ugh. It sounded like, ugh. But it wasn't. It was just a bunch of people going, ugh. But all together. This is Richard. Richard, Hi. this is Emily. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Jason, nice or Janos, as I've, we've seen each other around. Yeah, yeah, it's Jason, though, right? Yeah, most people call me Jason, yeah. But it's actually Janos? It's, yeah, that's my actual name, yeah. That's what my mom calls that's me. That's, like, easy to pronounce. I don't feel like you have to go as You've, Yeah, well, Jason. I, w I, I went through French school, so it was always, like, a 10-minute conversation, and then at some point they got it wrong on an attendance sheet, like, years ago, like, 15 years ago, and when? then they called out my name, and time came to a crawl and I realized I'm never going to have to explain this shit to anybody again. Jason is totally oh. like a and then I just became Jason. Wow. This is like a good 20 years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You've never discovered your true self? I have a third name as well but this is not about me. It's about you. Oh my god. It's like multiple personalities? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Right now it's Jason on the air. <laughs> one of them has a child voice. One of them has an yeah, aggressive exactly. voice. That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're everything's fine. fine thank good. you. Oh my god! Doesn't this feel more natural for a, for a just for the listeners? What happened? Someone was fucking drunk and spilled water. Yeah, before she punched me. You can uh, you can you can grab the mic if you want since can it's I like swear? a. Can I swear? You can swear all you want. Emily. We prefer if you swear. Boom. So for the uh, how do how do they say it in the in the broadcasting thing for the benefit of those listening at home. Mm. Um, we just finished uh, uh, the set, and uh, yeah. so the timing was kind of weird. You came out, we're like, "Hi, bye." You gotta Me? go earlier, right? Oh, earlier. The show started. I think when when I was on stage, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. which I kind of also did. <laughs> no, 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 your set was great. Yeah, it was awesome. You yeah. know what? I've been thinking about that stuff for a long time, uh -huh. and I've been trying to be less afraid of just like shooting the shit on stage. Okay. You know? Yeah. That's how you're gonna write more stuff. But that was great. You you were comfortable up there. I, I felt like it, it worked. Yeah, had a great party time. I yeah. feel like I know you a lot better now. <laughs> 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 a couple of sets with Emily yeah, and you're like... About <laughs> having sex with stuffed animals as a child. Mm. Yeah, great. For all the <laughs> listeners at home, <laughs> smell your kids' stuffies. <laughs> We're doing it backwards. We know all the impersonal, personal, deep down stuff. Oh, yeah. Now you know nothing about me. Exactly. We know nothing about you, but it's exciting. That's why I it like it. A, yeah. It was a great set, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I've seen you a couple of times, and uh, it's always a good time. Thank you. You too. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I was trying some new stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's what you got to do. That's what these rooms are for. Yeah. 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 So comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How long you been doing this thing? Um, I started... Improv and sketch like five or six years ago when I moved to Montreal from Calgary, Calgary. to go to McGill to study opera. Okay. 
And uh, I realized very quickly that I hated opera. Because you can and sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. can sing. Yeah, I can sing really well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just hated it. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. It was uh, also, like, the whole opera industry and just, like, studying art in an institutionalized way, uh-huh. I think is pretty messed up. What's wait? Uh, the, what's the opera industry? That's like sounds like a like a really like uh, you know. There's like all this all this dark stuff. Oh, yeah, there that nobody is kno- none. Nobody knows about. Like, no, that's it because it's like not an industry. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, like even out of our master's program at McGill, like two people I know are working right now. Okay. So and they're like the best of the best, and uh, yeah, you pretty much have to give up the rest of your life, but. You have to be able to act, and you have to be able to sing, and you have to be in super good shape, and you have to be beautiful, and you have to be interesting, you have to be able to schmooze, but your whole life has to be opera. All the time. All the time. So it's like, how do you... What's the schmoozing thing? Why do you have to schmooze? I mean, because all of perform... Everything's about, like... Oh, like, after the show. Totally, yeah. The clapping, the flowers. Exactly, and, like, (laughs) meeting directors and producers, and, like, yeah, it's... Dumb. Okay, you gotta play the game. You gotta totally play the game. And uh, it was a game that I did not wanna play. Yeah, and you have to move to Europe pretty much. I mean, I'm generalizing. I have friends who are doing it in Canada, but like. Well, let's face it, the opera people are overseas. We get it. Totally, yeah. yeah that's yeah, where yeah. it's still a thing there. Here, here people go as a curiosity and maybe like older white folks kinda, kinda go yeah, to yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, but, um, and there's, like, the big opera halls. But in Germany, like, every town will have an opera hall, yeah. you know? So you can work, like, the, the like, indie opera scene as well as the big opera scene. So there's constant They have work. their classics and uh, they have their German operas for some reason. And uh, a bunch of other, yeah. I, yeah, there's no There's a lot scene. of different <laughs> I love I love Germans. I love a lot of things about Germans. But that language uh, is uh, difficult to listen to uh, when being sung. I don't know why. I was listening to Rammstein really? today. Yeah, I love Rammstein. I don't know you know Rammstein. They're no. like a gothic industrial band from uh, Germany. Oh. Very popular. But uh, I find the language really hard on the ears. I don't know. Have you heard like German opera though? Yeah. And you don't like it? Yeah, it just doesn't... It sounds. It still sounds like I- instructions on how to build something. I don't know. It wow. Just <laughs> See, I love German opera. Do you? Yeah, it's my favorite. Interesting. Because their vowels are... are um, they fit very well to singing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I found a, ta- a, a French, at least. It's, it's so small and closed and in front. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's difficult. And Italian's just like particular, but Ger- German. There's so much to German, and it's such like a bold language. It's a very bold language. I, I yeah, do agree yeah, that. and I feel like it fits with the like grandioseness of opera. Maybe I need to listen, go back, listen to some more German yeah. opera because now it's making it sound like it's good. And listen to some Deflator Mouse. Okay. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's like the funnest one. Did you say Deflator Mouse? Deflator Mouse. Deflator Mouse. Yeah. That's a composer. No, it's an opera. Oh, it's an opera called Deflator Mouse. Yeah, it's so fun. You'll okay. Deal. I I'm checking can, that out. If you know classical music at all, you'll recognize stuff from Deflator Mouse. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, it's, so, it's like it's like the musical theater of opera. Okay, so. Uh, anyways, yeah. So I got yeah. to Montreal and I hated that. And then, uh, so I started doing improv and sketch. And then I I started dating a boy, whatever. Uh, who started doing stand-up and so I was going to all his shows I think it was because I was like really depressed and uh, hated McGill and then one day I was like I can do this too and so I started and I was terrible really? that seems to be the the common the common all all comedians feel they were terrible when they started oh you have to be yeah Well, you, yeah. do you mean you were terrible or you just inexperienced and you were kind of... It, inexperienced, yeah. I mean, it, like, because I, I was never, like, into comedy. You know, sometimes when you listen to comedians and they're like, I transcribed all of Saturday Night Live when I was a child, right. you know? Like, I, I loved performing and doing comedic stuff, but I, like, I didn't know comedy at all okay. until I started doing it. So you weren't, like, a scene stir. You just, you're just like, I can do this. Yeah, and now that I do it, I love it, and I listen to it all the time, and yeah, so it's been it's been super fun, and uh, t- 
totally, totally fallen in love with it. So do you approach it in a different way? Uh, like when you write your material? Like is it just... Um, I... Because you do a lot of like things that have happened to you, right? Based it on your experience. Yeah, like I write... Comments. Yeah, I write most of my material on stage. I'll think about stage, stuff okay. while I'm riding my bike. And then I'll say what I've been thinking about on stage. And then I'll listen to that recording. And then I'll try and write a joke about it. <laughs> and then I'll normally do that joke badly about 20 times. And uh, it maybe will turn into an actual joke with a punchline. Or I retire it and I had a ton of fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, uh, interesting because I, I always thought the way you talked and your kind of bubbly personality was kind of part of your act. But I realized that's who you are. Yeah, you, yeah, You kind yeah. of talk this way all the time. Yeah, I got roasted once, and I think uh, this person put it perfectly when uh, <laughs> when they said, you're like an 11-year-old girl who's like, girls can play softball too. <laughs> and I think that's like super... Yeah, I was actually told that I can't be a comedian because I'm too happy. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's kind of nuts. You have to be suicidal. Yeah, like you have to be depressed and suicidal and can, whatever. You can still be depressed and be really jolly all the time. Totally. You still do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like nowadays it's all about like having a different voice and like what sets you aside from these hundreds of thousands of other comedians absolutely there's so many there's so, there's many. so many but it's exciting like yeah, it's it a is. big industry do you feel any um do you feel any pressure to advance the cause of female comics at all uh yeah as in um like do you feel good. like yeah i mean yeah just being good but like do you want to are you are you trying to make an impact on female led comedy or just trying to be a comedian uh that's an interesting question okay. because i hate that it's even a conversation you know and it sucks that it has to be uh, because there are still all female shows because it's still the norm to have all male weekends right and clubs book consistently men and I think if I'm ever to produce a show I have the responsibility to, uh, to book with equal opportunity but that means both like women and people of color and trans and like whatever your orientation is and I feel like people need to take more responsibility about that and put the work in, you know? Yeah, like even if someone's a little less of a comic, if they represent a certain group of people that aren't represented enough in comedy, like book them, show other people in the audience that there's people like you. Maybe someone in the audience is like, oh shit, that guy can do it. Maybe I can do it too. Yeah, yeah. And then. Yeah, like maybe have a person up there that's from a completely different segment of the that you don't hear from very often yeah. and then surprise you find out that they're just like you totally they just have this other thing going on that's uh, that's different from your, you but otherwise yeah they also hate waiting in line they also get constipated they also don't want to pay bills they yeah. also like watching Netflix or whatever totally yeah. yeah so I think it's it's even more of a conversation than just women you know because now white women in comedy like we have hardships, but yeah, like, what's the, not what's the perspective? really. Uh, I think I've had a very privileged uh, experience, especially being in Montreal, because there was a huge wave of people who left, like Amon and Jess and Dan Smith, Noor Hadidi, and... Went to do comedy elsewhere. Went to do comedy elsewhere, like New York, Toronto, and then there was left with this huge pit of like no female middles like at all like barely female openers and so I feel like uh, David Acker and Chris Vendito and Rajda and everyone like really tried to help female comedians and uh, and I think that's the reason why right now Montreal has a really exciting and big and strong group of female comedians like oh, yeah. it's super exciting well, we yeah 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 not that we were given anything we didn't deserve but I think the bookers realize that there's this huge gap and um, and gave us opportunities yeah I'm so glad you didn't say it that had to be filled 
Um, um, <laughs> Our gab had to be filled. Um, the thing is, it's, uh, it's interesting because when um, I mean that's at least my perspective, you know. No, no, but that's what we're that's what I was asking about because when we first um, this podcast has been going for a year and a half, so I've been doing this with Richard way longer than I, I've done comedy. I've only been in the game for about six months. Oh. And conversations on the podcast and outside of it led to me going up. Richard insisted I should try it. Um, but when we were like, okay, I, th- I, told, I told him, I think I'm ready. Like, I'm, I'm, let, let's check this out. So we, we went around watching a bunch of comedy shows. We went to all the, these all improv things, not improv, yeah. but uh, open mic things. And we watched. And I remember telling Richard uh, consistently that I'm like, the ladies are on fucking point. I was yeah. I just like, I, I guess I got lucky. I got to see a bunch of lineups where they were stacked with ladies. And even if, let's say, the jokes were maybe not there yet or the night was weird or the crowd was off, yeah, yeah. one thing that was absolutely consistent with almost if not 99% of all female comics is that the, the poise was there. Yeah. Like you could tell that they put in the work and they were working the mic and they... Yeah. I would not have been... They would not have been out of place in a professional show. Totally, yeah. Right? Well, I don't think any of us took for granted what we had, you know? Or, like, we have to work double as hard because yeah. we weren't seeing anyone like us being booked. Right. Like, there was a bit large amount of time, not to talk shit about any clubs, no, no, but, no. like, wasn't booking women, you know? Like, at all. <laughs> it was crazy. And it, did it seem almost purposeful or just... just think so i think like what i said before uh they weren't thinking about it necessarily as a thing that they needed to enforce the women here like at all (laughs) yeah i mean emma was still being booked emma wilkie was still being booked and ellie was doing some stuff kirsten finch but like not with any regularity that's clearly changed because totally oh my god yeah. yeah When we went a bunch of times, there were there were a lot of ladies. So oh yeah, I think they the I think they really took it under their wings yeah. to like really help and grow female comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because the women like really work hard, and their egos aren't as precious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of like I'm just gonna go up there and uh, yeah. I, I, it's just it's it's like uh, I guess there was a time where ethnic comics faced the same thing. Now it's kind of like gone the other way where I feel like it's being used a little too much. Like it's being relied upon as like, oh, I'm ethnic and I have a dad that has a weird accent so I can do comedy. Oh, my right? God. Um, <laughs> which w- what? You guys have gone to the ethnic show, right? Uh, I've heard of it, yes. Oh, it's like everyone making fun of their mom. Yeah, yeah like that's basically it. Yeah, yeah like uh, I feel like Russell Peters opened that door and then... Um, uh, what's his name? Sugar Sammy mm-hmm. also opened that door, um, and it's it's a door that's going to open. But I just feel that at some point you need to move past it, you know. Totally. And I was just watching. I was telling Richard. I was watching uh, the stand-ups, which is like uh, Netflix. Yeah, thing. I really want to see that. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but I feel like the first guy is killer, um, and then the rest. Mm, eh. Not I, really. I, I, uh, but I just what I, rather than the jokes being my t- style or not mm-hmm. what I found that it was a little bit too much of like hey I'm the butch lesbian and I'm just going to do a lot about, bunch of other things oh, about that yeah, hey yeah. I'm the nervous white girl and I'm just going to do the nervous white girl bit about my, my tampons and you know and I'm like I get it those are jokes and that's a thing but I'm like we need to push past it you know what I mean and when I've seen the female comics in Montreal I find that I've heard almost none of that easy to go to. Oh, I'm a crazy bitch. Like, they're, they're yeah. doing fucking jokes the way yeah. that a dude would do jokes. Totally. Well, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going back to the exact same point. But, like, because we all came up with, like, out role models, basically, we all just figured out our unique voices. And I think because like, a bunch of us are moving away, and I think that really helps because now we're going into different cities without like a style that people have seen before yeah, like definitely. a different point of view and yeah not all tampon jokes and like very Which, little tampon know, jokes you get to do anyway, we all got our we all got our token tampon <laughs> joke yeah, you gotta sprinkle, you gotta gotta sprinkle it in yeah exactly. i can't i can't uh, i do a little i do a little ethnic comedy too you know but i like i try to move on 
afterwards. You know, like I'll, I'll do it like, uh, hey, let's acknowledge this, and then like let's move on to. Yeah, but at the same time, for the last fifty years, white dudes have been doing masturbation jokes, and that that's still okay. Jesus, <laughs> you know, they do. They do never. They that is true. That's a topic that's never like done. I find. <laughs> I mean, never done, like, is never finished. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wish it would be finished. Uh, yeah, I think we have finished. to get over, like, I, I understand your point of view, but I think we have to get over the fact that, like, different points of view are just, like, novelties. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. It depends how the person brings it, really. Because, I mean, someone can go up, do every classic stereotypical topic out there mm-hmm. but if they bring it with some sort of you know fresh perspective it can mm-hmm. still work yeah that's fair uh, my, my feeling on I don't know about you Richard but my feeling with um, wow I thought your name was Paul this whole time <laughs> <laughs> well uh, Richard Paul close um, it's pretty close do you go by dick ever I don't that's good no. <laughs> you're not a seven year old man <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> cool. I get asked a lot though yeah so um I forget what I was saying. Who would choose to be called Dick? I would. I would totally. Yeah, I would insist. Absolutely. I would, especially in formal settings. <laughs> I'd be like, "Excuse me, you've been calling me Richard in this general meeting for the last ten minutes. My name is Dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dick Ambrose. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Just keep going over and over. But uh, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, I feel like that masturbation joke, mm-hmm. depending on who's doing it, it can't look too much like you masturbate. You know what I mean? <laughs> when someone's doing the like joke, you're a chronic masturbator. When it looks like you're too, like like you can picture it too much. There's no more distance. There's no more. The person doesn't. The crowd member doesn't have to like go there. They're just like, oh yeah, oh yeah. This person definitely and a lot, like too much. Yeah. I feel like the awkwardness sets in right away. You yeah. know, if someone's like, you know, I love to wank off, and people are like, oh, well, he looks like he does other stuff too, <laughs> and then the occasionally rolls yeah. rolls up a dube. Mm. In the shower, and uh, you know, and then he, he wipes off, and it's cool. Okay, I can laugh at the joke, but when you're like starting to look for stains on the person's pants <laughs> while they're doing the set, <laughs> like subconsciously, yeah, like as soon as their hand drops, it's yeah. like, they're like, they want to high five you at the end of some joke. You're like, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's like that with every topic, you know, every topic. If you're like way too much into. I know domestic violence jokes, which definitely what? need to go. Domestic, yeah. Some people do. People still do tell them. domestic. Oh, yeah, vi- I guess them. people tell rape jokes, like. Yeah, but again, the right comic, I feel that can do them is the comic where you're like, you look at him, and you're like, mm, he wouldn't do that. He's clearly. Oh, see, I think the right comic who can do it is someone who's experienced it. Oh God. Oh, oh experienced it. Yes. Oh, I, I, oh my God. Not <laughs> as a victim. <laughs> as a victim. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I'm in jail should have more comedy shows. <laughs> like I I don't like rape jokes unless it's the rapist telling him. I just I mean it's like uh, Asian movies. I wanna I hear the authenticity. Authentic. I need to watch foreign movies in their uh, original language. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're all Jesus. going to hell for that one. Yeah. Um okay, so um You've talked about the situation with the women and stuff, and I got that the out of the way. The situation. The situation <laughs> with the females. <laughs> <laughs> this has suddenly become like uh, the Planet of the Apes podcast. <laughs> Tell us about the female situation. No, but uh, in all honesty, uh, what I wanted to ask you was, uh, what would you like to see happen in the scene? And what, 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 do you, what do you feel would be a good thing to happen? In the Montreal scene? Yeah. What does it need? Oh, Apart man. from this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, God, that's a that's a loaded question. Okay. Because like, I love this scene, uh-huh. but I also have a lot of problems with sure, it. Sure, of course. Man. What would you improve? Let's put it that way, instead of what you don't like. Oh, my goodness. Why is this so hard for me to think of? More what venues? Would I, sorry? More venues, more, more fests, more... Unity. Yeah, I think just like more, um, like a way to get the locals more appreciative of the amazing comedy scene that's here for uh-huh. the other 11 and a half months of the year that's not just for laughs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So to get some sort of momentum going in between the, the, the big the big festivals. Totally. Okay. And I really don't think there's like any outreach to university students basically that's true that seems to be like a thing crazy yeah and like 
you walk in to buildings and you don't see posters up for comedy shows, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, some shows have done an amazing job of getting a consistent audience. I mean, Blue Dog here does a really good job. Yeah, Art Loft, I think. Art Loft does yeah, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Psychic City, Aloha, yeah. amazing. Or even, like, Talking Sketch, you have Joke Town, like, really good, consistent. Yeah, the artisanal comedy show, too, they, they always have a good, good, good room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, like being more conscious of booking too because the problem I had with that show okay. is that like it wasn't they weren't booking women for a okay. long time yeah <laughs> um, and that's a problem if you're gonna have a show downtown and you're bringing in students like liberals yeah just get some ladies half on women yeah put ladies on your show and see what happens and stop saying that you quote unquote book funny (laughs) really is that the thing they do oh my god that that sounds like uh okay i have been told that more times than i can count we book funny men i have had um calm but aggressive conversations with about like hey dude why are there no women on your lineup and they say, uh, I don't see gender. I book funny. <laughs> and I was like, well, your funny is a lot different than a lady's funny or a person of color's funny or like a trans person funny. You know, like you yeah. can't just say you book funny because yeah. you probably hate like Amy Schumer, you know? <laughs> well, that's You book funny sounds like one of those. It's like how... Uh, uh, not neo-nazis now it's not cool to be, say like you white power anymore you'll say shit like uh, i'm a western i'm a western male and you use all these new new benign oh, sort yeah, of yeah. soft soft terms totally. to, to, to basically and but you're still walking around with a crew cut and a flag yeah and, yeah. and like combat boots totally. and, and getting the face of people but no it's 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 like i book funny sounds i mean i don't want to judge that particular person they may not have just thought of multiple book. people Oh, you've gotten the, that specific line multiple yeah, times. Yeah, by multiple people. Oh, that's fucked up. It's messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. no good. No. Okay. No. And so I appreciate the way they run their shows. I'm obviously not going to name names, but like, yeah, get over that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you say that, you are part of the problem. You really are. And uh, it, it's crazy because, I mean, you'd think that in comedy you'd find more type of people who are like, yeah, whatever. Let's try it. Let's let's try different things. And right? If you you'd expect the one place, yeah, where anything goes is a fucking comedy show. Yeah, people are so precious. Yeah, and if they'll put on like a an eighty-seven year old man, who admit you know who we're talking about, and he's hilarious, and I love him dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, like at that point, you clearly have shown a willingness. But they say I even hate this line of questioning, or because it's like if you put on like a bear on a motorcycle. You can put on a woman. You're like, wait, no, 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 no. This is entirely the wrong approach here. Mm-hmm. There should have never been a question of, of, of man or woman. You should have just... And if you see someone underrepresented, yeah, I, I feel like it's entirely... Well, you'd think that, that somebody who has made their life about comedy would understand that there are different flavors of comedy and not just their own personal taste, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, and again, I'm not talking about anyone specifically here, but um, sometimes there are rooms that are, my, in my limited perspective, kind of an excuse for the certain person to feature themselves. Oh, totally. <laughs> and then they'll kind of have a couple of people on to sort of, the, you know, to mask what this is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a little bit like them, and then like they're 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 like posting, and then they're finishing, and in the beginning and the middle, they're putting in a six minutes between every comedian, and their faces everywhere on the thing. You're just like, okay, um, I don't think this is a comedy show, bro. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I think this is like uh, you're telling people to come to a, to this this concert. Yeah. And you're inviting them to your backyard. Yeah, and you're shooting yourself in the foot. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We need more shows like Ladies and Gentlemen, you know? Yeah, is that a good one? Ladies and Gentlemen? Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. It shut down. Or like it stopped. After four years of them doing it every single week, <laughs> they're done with that show, which yeah. is super fair. But yeah, Chris and Dan, that was like... I'd say one of the best shows in the city. Oh, yeah, had, it was great. Pleasure, it was just at a cafe, and it was free, and 
they did it if there was three people in the audience or 50 people in the audience. And I think, like, that's also what Montreal needs more. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about the students earlier. I I remember one specific uh, uh, open mic night I did where there were, like, four people upstairs. And downstairs was packed to the rafters with students. Yeah. And I kept just looking down and up and down and up and just waiting for someone from the show upstairs to go down and go, hey, motherfuckers, come upstairs. Totally. For like 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm not shitting on the person who runs the show. I'm just saying like, yeah, there does seem to be like an acceptance of the state of things as opposed yeah. to a fuck. Let's get some let's get some action going. Let's let's take these shows to the schools. We have fucking how many universities here? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me that we're not we're not harnessing this. So I agree. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. What's the best room in the city right now? What's your favorite? You can give a couple if you want. I um right now. Assuming you love many of them. Oh man, just like open mic. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like people don't go out to see comedy as much as they should. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to get into it, where should they go? Oh, good question. Good question. Honestly, I think Blue Dog's one of the most authentic rooms right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's just like fun. It's underground. It's gritty uh, as fuck. I love it. It's, yeah, it's it super gritty. Yeah, because you have the open mics at the clubs, and those are fine. Yeah. I mean, they're great, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they serve um, a time and a place, but yeah, this is like a, it's a hangout. It's true. Yeah. You can like do crazy shit, like, like sit down and podcast after a set and totally. listen to the man down under is that what yeah, the song is yeah. and i mean they this isn't grumpies where like no one's paying attention <laughs> yeah. but like no one's making you pay attention here <laughs> that's true <laughs> so that's it's cool. a nice little mix yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah right now i mean before ladies and gentlemen i think was everyone's fave but uh yeah but there's not a ton of rooms right now yeah, it isn't. No. What do you think about like super shows, like they should, like like one-time affairs? You, you think there should be more of them? Oh wait, hold up. Favorite show in the city, Aloha. Duh. Yeah. Okay, Aloha. Oh my goodness. Okay. Have you been there? I don't think so. Oh damn. Yeah, Psychic City, best venue there is right okay. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what was it about Psychic City that you like? Um. Well, it's a. Uh, hmm. I don't like throwing around this word because all jokes are welcome there, but it feels more like a safe space uh, okay. because of the people they book. Uh-huh. It's just like curated very well. Um, so it attracts a huge group of students and um, people who wouldn't necessarily normally come to comedy shows. Mm. And I think those shows are also super important, you know, like have uh, like hashtag no rape feminist lgbtq friendly shows like i think those are so important because that gets you a huge demographic of audience that hates comedy yeah they do because and i mean people are so precious about this oh my god and (laughs) like comedy shouldn't be censored blah 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 Hmm. i'm like but there are shows where like you go in and you know that like men are gonna talk about masturbating and like gross shit and women too, you know? Sure. Or like the nasty show at uh, JFO, which is like totally. specifically there to like trigger yeah. people. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you there's do like the opposite. there's dark comedy festivals too. Sure. And so why can there you be that? Dark? Dark, comedy? dark comedy. I heard dart. Dart? Oh my god, could you imagine if someone like after their punchline? Whatever it is, you just gotta toss one after the yeah, yeah, every exactly. joke. <laughs> so sorry, dangerous. so yeah, you're saying that uh, you like it because Aloha because they there's these opportunities for people from different walks of life or Yeah, more to And like some subject matter just off limits. Not even no, like nothing is off limits there. It's just understood. It's just understood, and the people who book the shows just book it in a certain way that uh, it's just comics that fit. It's okay. No, here it here's it is. It's comics that fit the audience, mm. which I think is also really important. That's you know, cool. like yeah. I'm talking about downtown a shows. Good, a good booker will know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you don't want to lose your like. 
The Anglophone audience members in Montreal are so precious and amazing, and we don't give them nearly enough credit. Yeah, this is true. There's so few people who come and support live comedy, and we should just be, like, putting them into a bear hug. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We yeah. should just be kissing and them. And having shows under 90 minutes. And Definitely. Booking, oh, my Holy God. fuck. Yeah, that's... that's booking a, proper hosts, you Jesus know? Jesus Christ, do I agree with you on that one. Yeah. So when's Aloha? Like, this what, what, Friday. Is, is it every Friday? Every uh, Friday? It's, uh, it's one Friday a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, would this be the second or third Friday? This would be the second. The second? You can like Aloha on Facebook. Ah, okay. In case anyone wants to. Aloha. Or Aloha Ha at Psychic I'll City. I'll link it. Oh, we'll, we'll put a link yeah, in the yeah, description. Yeah, it's, it's, su- it's a super chill space. It's like a secret location. And Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. BYOB. That's exciting. Is that legal to say? I don't, I've never, I don't know. I've never done that uh, <laughs> kind of thing, that kind of show. How do you even get on that show? Apart, or do they just... They don't. They book funny. Um, yeah. I think it's like partly asked, partly you message in. Yeah, and then seeing yeah. maybe. Yeah, I mean, like I'm they just book a really good mix. Yeah, they have some new people on sometimes, but because it's happening once a month, they're like. Okay. Yeah. It's All right. a really well-run show. It's pretty fun. Cool. I have to look after two babies tomorrow, so... Actual babies or animals? Actual babies. Me too. Really? Well, they're mine. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs) See, I get paid $18 an hour to do this. Um, (laughs) They cost me $18 an hour. Yeah. What a coincidence. (laughs) We have so much in common. Okay. Well, we'll let you go, but right. uh, thank you for stopping hey, by. thank you guys. And maybe Paul. S- Paul, yeah. Paul, Roger. I'm Roger. Paul, Roger. Dick. <laughs> Paul and Dick. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Matthews Band. Can you promise to come and do the show at some point? This one? Yeah. What this, show? This show. The show we're doing. Our podcast. The, podca- the one we're doing right now? The podcast we're pretending I'm doing, yeah. Are we not recording? We're no, totally we recording. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, was this a trial? No, no, no. But like in our, in I hope I might have said wrong things many times. So. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I can send you the episode ahead of time. Perfect. You can you can fact check it or check it. Good. But um, yeah, yeah. You, should, you should come to the actual studio sometime and do yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that'd be super sweet. Thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, people should check out if yes, I can. Yes. Plug, 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 plug. Go for it. Off JFL. I'm doing Lady Fest at Montreal Improv on. Can we doing July 20th? That's a Thursday at eight. No, 10:30. Oh my God, I should know this. <laughs> and then I'll be doing Joke Town on July 21st at 10.30. Those are two of my favorite shows in the whole world at okay. Mainline, so uh, come check those are out. Are you on social media? I am. Where can uh, people find you? Uh, Twitter at mbilton, E-M-B-I-L-T-O-N. And uh, Instagram, Emily Bilton, whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah, share well, some cute pics of babies a lot. <laughs> babies. We love babies. Well, I thank love you. them. I just never want them to come out of me. You know? <laughs> I, uh, I understand. Uh, having witnessed two of those things, uh, uh, I can say that I understand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> have a wonderful evening. You too. And uh, this has been uh, Paul and Dick of Fire in the Home. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fire in the Home. <laughs>